are now entering the Fart Locker with JT and Robert. On this week's episode, we talk with a very special guest, Ella the Hacker. Hey, this is Satchel Rhinestone. This is Satchel. Uh, I'm Satchel Rhinestone. Sorry to name drop right out the gate. It's just easier to get it out of the way. Excuse me? Uh, this is Satchel, Satchel Rhinestone, the country singer. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm here from California, and uh, I was hoping... Uh, do you guys give the full cowboy experience? Uh, no, not to my knowledge, no. Not so much? Not really, no. Okay, well, I'm in the area... Uh, I'm in the Greater Third Ward right now, actually, and uh, I'm looking for a good cowboy experience. I don't know if you're familiar with my music. I'm the country singer that just had his teeth replaced with fangs, the gold fangs. You might have seen me on TikTok or Instagram. Oh, man, I, I can't say that I am familiar, but... Uh, Satchel Rhinestone. Are you familiar? Okay. No. Huh. Okay. I, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I, I got a uh, hundred million followers on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm actually kind of happy that uh, I'd like to go a place uh, without fans there. Uh, f- frankly, especially in this neck of the woods, I didn't expect to be run down by so many Zoomer-aged Chinese kids. Oh. I'm apparently pretty popular in that subculture, uh, but I'm just looking for a place that I can go discreetly and get the full cowboy experience. What do you recommend? The full cowboy experience. Uh, I would say. What's that, what's that place in downtown? Uh, um, is, is it high, high West? No, not. I, uh, I wish you could give you a better answer, man. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I want to shoot a gun like, and, and fuck a prostitute, to be frank. Well, uh, I'm sure there are definitely places to do that, but I can just say with full confidence that this won't be the one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know the type of place that has the, the women in the big dresses and they have rooms upstairs? They have a guy at the piano, everyone's playing cards. Texas. Texas stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you might want to try rural Texas for that. Where, specifically? For, uh, I don't know, uh, LaGrange, maybe? Some, somewhere outside of Austin? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with anything like that in the Houston area. Hmm. But Austin is a better shot? Or LaGrange? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Is, are there bars with, uh, I mean, in in, uh, in in California, I can pretty easily go to an oxygen bar. Do you guys have those here? I think there might be some of those in the Heights area. The Heights? Uh, I'm not too familiar with the oxygen bar scene, per se. Okay. Well, I'm right up the street. I got a cowboy hat. I got a six-shooter. Uh, what do you say I stop in and you and I kind of rap about the best rap to move forward? We can do a quick video. Well, you definitely can't come in with a six-shooter. This is Texas. So it's completely legal. It's unloaded. It's unloaded. It's for the establishment, sir, so I can... Our establishment. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Can I come in with a fake six-shooter on my hip? Uh, preferably not. Okay. Can I come in with a bandolier on? A bandolier? I mean, as long as you don't have any ammunition or anything... Relating to ammunition, grenades, or live grenades. Look like? No, absolutely not. Okay, it's for a TikTok video, man. I'm not. Uh, I've never been in a fight, even. It's nothing like that. It's just for TikTok. I'm, it's, it's Satchel, Satchel Rhinestone. Oh, 
Right, but no. Really? Yeah. I don't know why I flew out to Texas if, first off, I don't even know a place that plays country music here. Everywhere I go, it's the same, do-do-do-do, E-D-E-D-E-D-M. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm. Where's Where's a more Texasy Texas? I feel like California is more Texas than Texas these days. You might be on. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't tell you, man. I, I would like I said, maybe Austin, maybe more up north. I'm, I'm not sure really. We're we're in the heart of downtown Houston, man. We're it's not very. Uh, yeah, I'm right up the way from you. I'm gonna way. pop in in a minute, and we can make a quick TikTok video. Well, we do have to have like for something like that for like an official. Uh, commercial use, uh, you would have to go through proper avenues ahead of time to film something like that. Hey, I got news. We get a quick TikTok video of you and me, we'll have half near a thousand Chinese kids outside the bar trying to order something. That, that sub-community, for some reason, I'm huge here. Huge in that sub-community. That subculture. Okay, uh, but like I said, if you wanted to come and film something for official use, you would have to, uh, schedule it, you'd have to go through, I mean, I've got to have to run it by our owners, it's got to be sanctioned, it's not something we just allow for you to come in and do. Listen, this is completely sanctioned, I'm going to bring the fake six-shooter, I'm not wearing the bandolier, you made a good point, I don't want to make anyone nervous, the six-shooter, very fake, you and I, we're going to shoot some fake rounds up into the air, get a quick video for TikTok, you're going to see freaking 2,000 Chinese kids outside your bar, no questions asked. We, we are definitely not doing that. <laughs> Listen, I'll be there in 15 minutes. It'll be a I quick video. I appreciate your interest, but, uh, that's, yeah, we're not going to do that, okay? Listen, listen, listen. I understand your hesitation, and if, frankly, if I were in your position, I'd be confused, too. I, I'm also shocked that you don't... A satchel rhinestone. You don't know? I don't know. Okay, that's fine. But we're going to do a quick TikTok video. We're going to have a good time. And when I post it, it doesn't have to be posted today. Whenever I post it, get ready for about... 1,500 Chinese kids to show up at your bar. That sounds wonderful, but no. Thank you for your time, and uh, like I said, you can drop us an email if you want to try to do something official. Yeah, I'll just swing by 15 minutes here. It's completely sanctioned. I'll be there freaking quarter past it two. Is not, it is not completely sanctioned. Completely sanctioned. I guarantee it. It is not. Yes, it is. I'm, I'm the manager on duty. I'm telling you it's not. I'm telling you as... A visiting country artist, I just sanctioned it. Have a good one, man. Hey, you too. I'll see you in 15. We're back here in the fart locker with my good friend Hella. We're here with Hella the Hacker here in the fart locker. So introduce yourself. This is Hella the Hacker. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, yeah, that's not my real name. Because that would be stupid to go by your real name as a hacker on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be bad. That'd be bad opsec. Hello. So, a lot of us, especially myself included, when we hear the when we hear the word hacking, we automatically think about the the movie Hackers from 1995 with Angelina Jolie, and oh, we yeah. think it's, it's a world it's of a great movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> horrible portrayal of what hacking actually is but yeah so can so give us give us the real inside scoop of like what what is hacking and where's like the entry level where's like i'm a person that knows about computers to like i'm a freaking i can hack i'm a hacker you know yeah like a, a lot of people 
like they they sort of have this view of like hacking is like inherently tied to like you know getting into things you're not supposed to have access to and stuff like that that's not usually the case with hacking like if you go to a hackathon it's all like app ideas and hardware ideas that people like quote-unquote hack together but so really it's it's just like making something work and like figuring out how it works like it's not really that much different from software engineering Mm -hmm. um but hacking in the sense of like you know getting access to you know other people's computers and servers and phone data and whatever um you know, obviously that's like a whole other skill set on its own. And it's really funny how like a lot of people will assume just because someone's like a software engineer, oh, you must know how to like hack and blah, blah, blah. Like before I even was really like into like hacking at all, like in the in the second sense, um, I had this friend that like thought that I was like hacking him. And he, he was just like convinced that I hacked him just because I knew how to like write code. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like a totally different skill set, and it take it takes a lot of time to develop. And um, there's you know just a lot of different aspects to it. Like you're not just focused on running a piece of code on you know some some machine like an iOS device or an Android or a Mac or a PC. Like you know you're you're thinking about the the network that that machine is on and seeing if there's any like open ports um available and mm-hmm. and get, like even doing like social engineering and, and just like talking to people that might like work at your whatever your target is um and getting information on like what kind of machines they're running what kind of software they're running so that you can kind of go through and look for vulnerabilities or potentially create your own and that's called phishing right when you go out to try to find information that can benefit you in either an access or a in yeah, like, like a like imposter mission yeah so you can you can like set up your own smtp server what's an um, s <laughs> yeah so that that's like the thing that makes email work basically okay. so um you, you could you know set up your own smtp server and then you can send an email that looks like it's from whatever email address you want it to look like it's from. Um, and yeah, you, or you can, you know, buy a domain name that's similar to the one that you want it to look like uh, the email is from. And um, yeah, so phishing is more specifically like an email attack. But yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Okay, well, can I ask, what was the first thing that you learned that was like hacky that you were like okay this is not just me knowing code or understanding software interface or whatever you were like i can manipulate something or this is something that other people don't have access to you know yeah. what, what, what's the first yeah, what was the so, so the first thing for me was uh learning how to hack wi-fi networks mm-hmm. so um this was back like when wpa2 had like just recently come out so most devices weren't using it yet and um i spent a lot of time like just learning how to uh basically kick somebody off of their wi-fi network like you craft something that's called a deauth deauth packet Mm -hmm. um you send it out from your wireless card and it disconnects them from their wi-fi then when they go to reconnect you can like capture the 
handshake. Like it's a, I forget if it's a three-way or a four-way handshake, but anyway, the computer talking to the router to establish trust between them, like you can just listen to all of that and right. just pick it up and then like- You know this, you're nodding, time. Robert's nodding along like he's familiar with this type of thing. I mean, like I mentioned, like I, I used to do tech support for a, for a shopping platform. Um, yeah, so it, it, I, I can kind of follow that. Like basically you learn, the first thing you learned is like how to listen in and capture that, that handshake with the, with the device going to the, to the wife, you know, the router. And it sounds like from there you were able to like get the password that they were using. Um, well, you, it depends what kind of attack you're using. Cause right. there's a bunch of different ways to like get into a Wi-Fi network. Like you can either try and get the uh, hash password, um, or you can try and get like the router's pin if it's using uh, pre-shared keys. Um, there's like a bunch of different ways of doing it that are all subtly different. But the basic idea is, uh, you know, once you're on the network then you can listen in on all of the traffic that's on that network. You so can like see someone go to their bank or their freaking credit card right. and put in their exactly. information on a shopping platform. Exactly. And, okay. Um, you know, if you can, if you can even get access to like the router itself, like if they haven't set it up properly with like a strong password and all that, then, you know, you might be able to just type in like admin password at the login screen. All of a sudden you can, reconfigure their router you can like set up your own dns server that leads them like you know they have uh say chase bank so you you know create a fake chase bank page where the, when they go to put in like their username and password mm -hmm. it like copies that somewhere that you can see it sends it over the network to somewhere you'll be able to see and then redirects them to the actual page and fills it in real quick and hits submit for them so like it looks to them like they just logged in but they went to a totally different web page that you created just to, you know, get their credentials. Because a lot of that traffic is um, encrypted by default. Like, there's, you know, HTTPS mm -hmm. instead of HTTP. Um, that S is supposed to be secure. So, you know, the idea is that everything is encrypted. But um, there's also ways of like capturing the handshake that happens at that step and then decrypting all of their traffic too. So even if you don't want to go through the whole process of like setting up a fake web page, like copying someone's web page and making it look as close to it as possible, you could still potentially grab that information unencrypted or decrypted. What's the chances? I live in a, a normal, like, is this neighborhood middle class? Yeah, it's, you know, just central Austin. You have Google Fiber. Got Google Fiber. You know, what's the chances of me getting hacked or someone doing that to me? How do I know if someone's done it? Um, 100%. I'm in your network right now. I can see there's uh, four <laughs> devices connect. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, here's the thing. I'd buy it. I have no idea how this works. No, um, I mean, the thing is, it's usually about, like, like, do you have anything that's even worth hacking in the yeah. first place? And if not, then... The raw like, fart locker files. <laughs> People yeah, are I looking mean, for the unedited raw fart locker, you know? Of course. Like, yeah, you, you should really, like, hire me for 
security. Is that something you've done before? Have you offered uh, like tech? What's it called? No, tech or not. cyber security? Cyber security. Cyber security. Well, I've I've considered doing something like that, but I'm kind of happy where I'm at, like with what I'm working on. Um, I've been doing like full stack engineering for a long time, mm-hmm. and that makes me happy. So, um, also it pays a little bit better than being like a penetration tester or like a cybersecurity. Quick word from the Fart Locker sponsors. This episode of the Fart Locker Podcast is brought to you by Big Dick's Catfish and Lures. Show those fish back at the pond you're not afraid to whip it out and catch some big ones with your Big Dick Catfish and Lure. Developed within an underground bunker by the top Russian and Louisiana scientists, Big Dick Catfishing Lures are the most advanced lures you can get out on the market today. And if anyone tells you otherwise, they're full of shit. Show those fish who's boss with your Big Dick Catfishing Lure. Now available in peach and mango. Well, so you told us your, like, intro, the first hacky thing you learned. I don't know if this is a dumb question or maybe one you might not want to answer. But, like, what's the most advanced or even, like, most nefarious thing that you're capable of? Not saying that you want to do it or that you, you know, even seriously considered it or anything. But, like, if what's your, like, freaking Mount Everest of, like, I can do this? Well, one thing that I'm, like, pretty proud of, because, like, you know, I I do penetration testing on, like, my own home network and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, so I still get to, like, practice things that would normally be illegal if you did them to other people. Um, But I I feel pretty confident that I could get into, like, any Wi-Fi network that I'm physically close to, pretty much. Like at IBM Uh Computers, if you were next to their headquarters, you feel confident you could get into their Wi-Fi? Well, they're using... They would, they would probably be using, like, a, a different protocol for Wi-Fi, like, you know, the enterprise version, basically, of uh, 802.11, but, um, and that one is, like, more secure, it's a little bit more difficult to get into, and it would definitely take more time, because you basically have to sit there and capture a bunch of data, and then take it back to like a more powerful machine or use a more powerful server and like crunch all of that data and try and like reverse engineer the password. But yeah, like given enough time and everything, like I feel pretty confident that I could get on pretty much any Wi-Fi network. And then, and that includes everything that you said, where you see all the traffic and you see all the information and you can create false pages that they interact with as if they're real pages. That includes all that, right? Right. See that's right, insane yeah. to me. That's so crazy. Yeah. The the one thing the one thing that you can do to like protect yourself pretty much is use a VPN, and it's yeah. not gonna protect you in every circumstance, but like for the most part, for like even if someone got access to your network, if you use a VPN, they're not gonna be able to decrypt it because it uses a totally different algorithm compared to. Um, the, the like default encryption that you get with HTTPS. Right. How long do you think it'll take until, um, you know, cracking VPNs is commonplace? Um, well, I mean, if you have like physical access to somebody's computer, it's like remarkably easy. Yeah. Like, you can get, um, something called like a bad USB or a rubber ducky that 
acts like uh, a USB keyboard. And yeah. So you plug it in, and it types a bunch of things really fast, and like owns their computer in like three seconds. So at that point, you know, you have access to their whole machine. Holy shit! How do, can can normal people get that? Yeah, they're like not even that expensive. Yeah. How much like, would it cost me, bucks. and how much would I? It would cost me less than fifty dollars to get a USB that owns. I know the term like owned, right? Like. When yeah, you, like, I know that from hacker movies, right? Yeah. But, but you're owned. Like you, that that computer is completely under your control. It's you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could. Like, well, yeah. oh, hello. Let me ask. Let me ask you. If I got one of those, how long would it take me to figure out how to just stick it in Robert's computer and then be him when he's not on his computer? Well, it depends. So there's two different ways you could go about it. One is you could target. The, the script that needs to execute like to the specific operating system that you know the person's running mm-hmm. or you can run a program that detects which operating system it's running on and then you know decides like how to um, get like privileged ex- escalation from there and like actually get root access so uh, you know the second one like going to be a little bit more time-consuming, like, more code that you have to write, but there's also, like, a bunch of people have, you know, made code that already does this for you. You can pretty much just go on GitHub and find something and flash it to your USB drive. Okay, so I just Googled, I found USB Rubber Ducky Hack 5. Yeah, yeah, it's 50 bucks. a a reputable uh, source. Oh my god. This, okay, I know you're galaxy brain on this and you're like yeah catch up jt i've known this for a very long time but someone with as much knowledge of me because i imagine no people need to do this you got to be a super baby genius you know what i mean but it's kind of like you're saying if i took a youtube class and a usb i could do what you do on someone's computer i could own someone's computer with just yeah, I mean, a weekend there's, there's of like studying. There's a few other things that you would need to learn. Like you would have yeah. to have, you know, your own your own machine set up, and like you, you have to write you the have code to or okay. find the code to the internet. That's like listening for connections, and uh, you know, run your script on their machine that connects back to your computer and gives you the information you need to log in. Basically, um, like yeah, there's a lot of different aspects and a lot of different rules and like different things to learn about but each individual piece is relatively simple or it can be broken down into like simple things simple concepts yeah so that's what like kind of kept me going when i first started and it was like really difficult and i wasn't understanding a lot of things at first like just just having that like understanding already from like philosophy classes in college like oh okay but like you know you can break it down into simpler problems and like solve each of those one at a time rather than trying to like you know get frustrated at yourself because you didn't understand some crazy complex idea that people came up with like a hundred years ago (laughs) and you're like what the fuck like I don't know I don't know what half these words mean like you know it's just like it, it takes a lot of time so it takes like a lot of interest and it has to be something that you're like definitely like committed to to doing it's like comedy jt you got to spend at least 10 years and then you can say you're a comedian after that i agree 10 years <laughs> then you can say you're a comedian <laughs>
how you doing? Sorry, I was talking to someone earlier and we got disconnected. This is Satchel Rhinestone. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I, I don't know. The, the line must have disconnected by accident somehow. Oh, yeah, it's not a problem. I was reaching out because I was trying to rent the coffee shop for a day or an afternoon. I'm with the organization White Lives Don't Matter. Okay. And we just wanted to have a quick fundraiser. We're coming up from Lake Charles all the way up to Vitter. Uh, and we're just trying to raise a little money. Okay. Um, you, you do realize that the coffee shop is owned by white people, right? What was that? The coffee shop is owned by white people. Oh, yeah, I'm white. Okay. Oh, yeah, the whole organization's okay. white. We just realize, you know, time's up. We need to... It's retribution time, you know? We need to... White people need to do 100 years of slavery in this country to, to give it back, to say sorry. Oh, so that's what your organization is about? We're trying to bring white slavery around for 100 years to even the player field. Are, are you white? Uh, yes, I, I am, actually. Mighty white, mighty white, me too. And you're running an organization like that? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, it's not my fault I'm born white. I don't feel bad about it or anything. It's just time to pay it back. You know, time to... Time's up. Time's up. How, how does... How is the, how well is your organization doing? I, you know, just out of curiosity. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that last part? How well is your organization doing? Uh, each, each, uh, each fundraiser, we get uh, a few grand. And I don't know, we're... 15 fundraisers in, so I'd say we're just shy of $100,000, and uh, we're going to use it to buy land uh, outside of Colorado and have a farm where white people toil the field and live in a barn, essentially, where there's houses where we have our black masters. Wow. Okay, well, um, I mean, I can certainly pass down this information to the, um, to the owners. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. They're probably not going to give you a call back. Really? Why? It, it, they'll make money. You, know, they'll get paid. This won't hurt them at all. Just, they'll make their money. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, I can, I'll pass it down to them if you, if that's what you want me to do. You what? I will pass down the, your information if that's what you want me to. do. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I figure it doesn't hurt anyone. It's just words. You know what I mean? Okay. We're just trying to raise some money for people that want to go and be white slaves for black people they can come and move to our compound and those that don't you know you're free to do that it's not a it's not a hate organization you know right it's just we realize that time's up you know it's time to bring we need white people in slavery for about a hundred years to pay them back to say sorry sorry you know sorry yeah yeah you disagree um can i get a, a name and a phone number yeah my name's satchel rhinestone Okay. And my direct line, let me know when you're ready. Go ahead. All right. It's going to be three. I'm sorry. I'm pulling up my office phone number right now. I just moved to Lake Charles from New York. All right. Three, one, eight. Okay. Seven, four, five. Five, one, six, one. And when you tell them, I know white lives don't matter sounds like a pretty... Uh, on the nose name, I, I get we get that reaction a lot. Completely understood. Let them know it's not a hate thing, you know. And if well, if they want, we'll we'll, we'll ask them what your organization was about, so that I could give them a little bit more information. What was that? I said that's why I was asking what your organization was about, 
Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, let them know it's not a hate thing. It's a... Uh, you know, it's a libertarian ideology. We believe that people have the choice to choose, and those of us, so many damn people are telling me about white guilt this, white guilt that. Don't feel bad, right? Right, right. Just get even, you know, All be right, a slave uh, for 100 I'll, I'll years. Pass this information down to them. Thank you so much. What was your name? All right. Rachel? Thank you, Rachel. Yeah, if they miss me, leave me a voicemail, and I'll hit them right back. I usually don't answer the phone okay. if I don't recognize the number. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. <coughs> Stockyards Museum. Hey, hey, how you doing? This is Satchel. Yeah? Yeah, I was calling because I guess I'm... I don't know, I'm in McAllen right now. How far am I from y'all? You're where? McAllen, Texas. Oh, McAllen? <laughs> uh, 300 or so miles. Okay, well, how late y'all open today? Uh, the museum's... Um, we close at five. Ah, oh, we'll make it. We'll make it. We'll make it. We're about to haul out there, I guess. I, well, I, well, well, I guess you'll tell me if we're about to haul out there. Um, how big is y'all's museum? It's it's not real big. It's it's kind of small. There's other museums down here that are much bigger. Uh, you got the John Wayne Museum and you got the Texas Cowboy Hall of Fame, and I think they're open till seven. Okay. So. Well, don't short sell yourself. Y'all, y'all the stockyards, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's uh, you know, cattle and 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 the like. That's what we're gonna be out there seeing. The, I mean the the long second longest burning light bulb. I'm sorry. Yeah, the cattle drives at four. Nice. Okay, well... So I don't know you're going to make that. I reckon we probably won't make that. Maybe. We can try. I got... I'm in my truck right now. I rented a U-Haul. I got my three... I have very, very, very yeah. big sons. The, the smallest one's 350 pounds. The biggest one's just over 400. Yeah. So they wanted to come out and see the stockyards. One of them's blind, <laughs> so he's just there for the experience. Yeah. Uh, but they wanted to come out, kind of give it a tour. My issue is... Uh, can y'all accommodate people that big? I mean, frankly, we don't we don't get out much, especially this past year. Not only have they just put on weight like crazy because they're not getting out, going to school, nothing's open. They've also just their whole personality's just darker, just darker men, darker young men. Yeah. How, how much did you say they weigh? The smallest like one's three fifty, and the biggest one's just over four hundred. Well, I guess about 440, 450 nowadays. But they're big boys. They're, uh, none of them, none of them, none of them over 5'10". Yeah. They're big. Hefty. Yeah. Yeah. We call them, and where I'm, we call them McCall and Skinny, where I'm from. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, I got another call. I well, gotta go. Well, should we drop? Well, I'm, I'm just wondering if the boys are gonna. I can't, I can't hear you right now. Hold I, on. I'm just wondering if you think that uh, my boys will be accommodated and have a good time, or because we're uh, loaded up. They got bottles of water for the whole ride out there, and I got two big futons in the back of this U-Haul. We're ready to roll. They're they're just fine. Uh, I mean, yeah. typically sitting down straight up hurts them. That's why we're letting them lie down in the back. Yeah. But um, we just want to walk them around, you know. 
show them all the cattle, all the. Yeah, you probably could, but it's it's going to be crowded because spring break. Uh, okay. A lot of people out yeah, there at the Stockyard Museum. All week, from what I understand. Oh man. Well, they're not nervous. They're not scared of people or anything. They, they're not ogres. Yeah. And then. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. But I don't know how busy. I mean, it, it's it's like uh, at quitting time. It's been hard to even get out of the parking lot. It's been so crowded. Hmm. Well, how about we do this? Do you guys have a loading dock? Say again. Do you have a loading dock? Uh, not, no, not anymore. No. Really? Um. Because I figure there's somewhere I could back them up to. Uh, me and my yeah, wife could kind of roll them out, and then we go park, uh, walk up. Probably in the north parking lot, up against close to the fence. Okay, and that's where we kind of just that, roll them out. Could we park there too, that's or where they used to be? You can park there. They're going to charge you, but oh. you can park there. Well, we'll see about that. I'm kind of a silver-tongued wordsmith. Yeah, I mean, they got a parking. Yeah, I've them. talked my way out of dozens of parking tickets. Well, I've uh, talked my I've talked my way out of parking tickets. I once represented myself in court for a DUI, and all yeah. charges were dropped. Okay, I gotta go. I got visitors coming in. All right. Well, we'll be seeing you in a few hours. Uh, it's gonna be right. me, uh, Odin, and Vernon, and Suzanne, and then our largest son, Matthew. But he'll be wearing okay. a very tight muzzle. All right. Later. All right, we'll be seeing you in a bit. We'll bring, we got the little bit of a big boy parade, if you will. Okay. All right, we'll be seeing you. Tune in next week for the second part of Hell of the Hackers. This is the Far Walker Podcast. Great state of tickets, I can't believe. One to five, one to five.